Hello, people of the way. Uh, today is Communion Sunday, so we're gonna have a little uh, 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 message for communion. Now, I have to say, if you're listening to this communion message, you know, at any time you hit the pause button and you pray at any time to get your heart right with the Lord. You know, Communion Sunday is very, very special, very important for the body of Christ to partake of the communion elements. And because of this, these uh, state rules, social distancing, you know, we kind of do it remotely. And I have to say, you know, go to the church website. We can mail you the communion elements. We'll send you these little packets and we'll send the communion elements. Just go to the church website and say how many you need, how many are, are in your family, and we'll ship them to you. Um, something else I have to say non-believer, if you're a non-believer, um, hit pause and listen to how to commit your life to Jesus. Because communion, it's not for the non-believer. It's not that I don't want you to partake of the elements. I would love for you to partake of the elements. But it's for the believer. It can be dangerous for you. If you're a non-believer and you're partaking of the elements or if you're a believer, but you're in sin and you're partaking of elements, it can be dangerous, the, the communion elements. So that's why, you know, get your heart right with the Lord. You know, we're going to partake of, of the elements. We're going to have a little message first. Uh, but at any time you hit pause and you get your heart right with the Lord, you might have to repent. You might have to say you're sorry to another person. And, you know, if that's the case, do it. Do it and then get your heart right with the Lord and then hit play and then we can partake of the elements. So, you know, something else I have to say, I used to like to hit pause because I, I don't like noise. I don't like you hearing noises because I, I partake of the elements with you and I don't like noises, but I get confused sometimes. I hit pause and then I forget to hit record and then I hit, I get confused. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to hit like, I'm not going to pause or anything. So you're going to hear me chewing. I'm sorry. I don't want you to hear that. But you're probably going to hear it, and I don't want that. I don't want there to be distractions. But I just forget to hit all these buttons, you know. So it's like I'm just going to let it record through. So, um, And for non-believers, you know, I want you to know that God loves you. You know, this isn't just like, you know, we're going to do communion. And, you know, it's not like a, a process or a, a, like a, in a religious format. You know, it's in our communion with the Lord our oneness with Him, our acknowledgement of Him, and our waiting upon Him, our marriage unto Him. And so if you're a non-believer, just hit pause and, you know, accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. If you're willing, if you're willing, God loves you. I want you to know that God loves you. So much so that He sent His only begotten Son to die on a cross for you so that He takes your sin and He places it upon His Son. And that only happens when you believe in Him and you repent. You repent and you believe in Jesus Christ. Just like in Acts chapter 2, when the men, you know, what shall we do? They were cut to the heart. What shall we do? And Peter said, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. You see? And so we're going to start our communion message. I can't stress this enough. You know, if you know, every, a lot of people aren't going to church these days. And if you happen to be listening and you haven't partaken of communion, it's very important, my friend. My beloved brother, my beloved sister, it's very important that you do partake. Go to the church website and just say, you know, here's my, you know, I'm just one in my home. I'm just one in my apartment. We'll send it to you. We'll send you the elements. You know, there's five in my family. We'll send you the elements. Just go to the church website, hit us up, and, you know, we'll, we'll make contact, and we'll get you what you need. 
and then we can partake of communion. And so here in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, oh, one thing too, when, you know, before the church shutdowns and all these things, we used to have a time period of prayer. You know, we would pray as a church body and then pray individually, like in, in during worship, we would pray individually, getting our hearts right with the Lord. But now since we're doing this kind of remotely, um, just hit pause anytime. It's like, wow, I got to get my heart right with the Lord. Hit pause and do so. Pray and get your heart right with God. So let's start here in First uh, Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23. Beautiful, beautiful brother Paul. He says, For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread. You know what's interesting here is that when you read the account in the upper room, Paul wasn't there. You know, Paul was a Pharisee when that happened. So you see, in Paul's, his own intimacy with the Lord, you know, the Lord is telling him, you know, I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you. The Lord has taught him. And that's what's so beautiful about intimacy with the Lord, how the Lord teaches, how the Lord shows you and teaches you and grows you. Because remember, the things of the Spirit of the Lord, the, the Holy Scripture, they're spiritually discerned. In, in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse uh, uh, 13 these things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. And that's what's so beautiful about your own intimacy with Jesus Christ. Because he shows you, he teaches you. Just like he did with Paul. He's speaking about the same night in which he was betrayed and how the Lord took bread. In verse 24, going back to 1 Corinthians 11, in verse 24, And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till He comes. You see, this is something we do as a church fellowship once a month. Once a month we do this. The first Sunday of every month. It's something that the church, for church history has been doing like since the very beginning. Well, 2,000 years ago, give or take a couple years. And it's very holy. It's not just, okay, I'm going to partake. I used to, I'm a former Catholic. The Lord rescued me from Catholicism. And, you know, you, you partake the thing, you know, the, the priest does his deal, and, you know, you take it. And, it, you know, now they put it in your hand, but, you know, sometimes they used to put it in your mouth. You know, there's a little chip, and then they give you wine. I mean, like, real wine, you know, and it's like, wow, you know. But, you know, that's something entirely different. This is something, it's not the transubstantiation in accordance with Roman Catholic teaching. In accordance with the faith, the bride of Christ. We proclaim the Lord's death. And you know what? He's coming again. The appearing of Jesus Christ. The revealing of Jesus Christ. And He will return. As surely as God lives, He will return. And I can't wait for that day. So this isn't just like a religious... It's, 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 it has nothing to do with religion. It's something we do. It, looking forward to the marriage. Don't forget there's going to be a marriage, a marriage supper, the marriage unto the Lamb, the glorified bodies that He will give. 
We look forward to these things. But there's little disclaimers, what Paul says here in verse 27. Therefore, whoever eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. That's why I say, you know, don't partake. If you're a non-believer, don't partake of the elements. Because it can be dangerous. To partake of the elements in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. That's why I say, you know, if you're a non-believer, don't take it. If you're playing games with the Lord, don't partake of the elements. Which is why you have to get your heart right with the Lord. Non-believer, repent. Believer, in sin, repent. Get your heart right with the Lord. Believer abiding in Christ and Christ in you, rejoice. You see? And it's so beautiful, the family of God. Now, I have to say, if you're a non-believer and you have accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you know, I rejoice with you. How the Bible teaches that angels rejoice and we rejoice with you. Welcome to the family of God. Now we can partake of the elements together. You see? And so you read this, it's like, wait a second, how is it possible for a person to partake of the elements in an unworthy manner? In verse 28, let a man examine himself. That's what is so very important. Let a person, let a woman, let a boy, let a girl examine himself, herself. Every person, let us examine ourselves. And this examination, it's a self-examination, is to scrutinize and see whether a thing is genuine or not. What is my genuineness of faith? What is your genuineness of faith? You know, you hear me say, if you're playing games with the Lord, repent. Don't play games with them. You're doing your Ouija boards? Cut it out. Repent. Go and sin no more. Sexual sin? Cut it out. Go and sin no more. You get your heart right with the Lord. We have all of our hearts right with the Lord, myself included. And then we partake of the elements. You see, that's this thing that we do, in this self-examination. He says, let a man examine himself and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. That's why if you have to repent, you repent. Just hit pause and you repent. Get your heart right with the Lord. Because it needs to be right with the Lord. We do it once a month corporately as a church body. But you know what? It can be done once a week. It can be done, you know, it doesn't matter. Like the, We do it just corporately as a church body once a month. It's very important. Verse 29. For he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner, eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. Not discerning the Lord's body. We live in a day and age where discernment is kind of going by the wayside a little bit. Maybe I shouldn't say a little bit. Maybe I could say a lot of it. Discernment, biblical discernment. It's getting crazy. And it's going to get worse and worse and worse and worse. But the scriptures have to be fulfilled. And I don't say that like in a whimsical fashion. It kills me. It breaks my heart. But that doesn't change the fact that the scriptures have to be revealed. And it's so beautiful how the Lord made a way for us. And not just how He made a way for us, He taught us. And He teaches us the things that will happen, the things to look out for. And He abides in us. And 
His Holy Spirit abides in us. You in Him, Him in you. Intimacy. Oneness. Marriage unto Jesus Christ. You say, marriage, what are you talking about? Romans 7. Remember our study in Romans 7. He says this, for this reason, in verse 30, many are weak and sick among you and many sleep. Translates that, many have died. That's why I say, you know, it's dangerous for you. If you're a non-believer and you partake of the elements, it's dangerous. If you're playing games with the Lord and you partake of the elements, it's dangerous. Many are weak and sick among you and many have died. And I don't want that for you. I don't want you to be weak and sick. I want you to be alive and strong. And not strong in self, but strong in the Lord. That's what my desire is for you. That's my prayer for you. The large majority of people that listen, I have no clue who you are. No clue whatsoever. But it's still my desire for you. It's still my prayer for you. See? For this reason, many are weak and sick among you, and many sleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. I used to not read verse 31 on, you know, I never used to read that in communion, but now I do. Because not only is it important, but it's kind of, it's practical. And not not to speak, you know, disrespectfully of the Lord and His Word. But if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. It's kind of like, it's an easy concept to understand. It's an easy concept to follow. And it's much better for me to judge myself than the Lord to judge me. It's much easier for you to judge yourself than the Lord to judge you. So judge yourself. So, oh, I don't want to judge you. We live in this generation, you know. Oh, I don't want to judge you. Don't, don't judge you. I don't want to judge you. I'm talking about you're helping me. I'm helping you. You're helping me. You see, it's not... Remember, crino, anacrino, and diacrino. You know, don't forget the crinos. It's in the Greek. Only one is forbidden. That's to judge and condemnation into hell. Only the Lord can do that. But you, me, we can diacrino, we can anacrino. It's to correct another brother, correct another sister. We can do that. But I have to say this. If you do so, you cannot have a plank in your eye. You cannot. Because then you're sowing seeds of judgment to yourself. You cannot have a plank in your eye. You cannot be a hypocrite. You know, you correct another brother, correct another sister. When you yourself are doing the same thing that you're correct on, no way. The Lord doesn't like that. And you will be judged for that. You know, and what, how the Lord determines the judgment, that's between you and Him. But you're going to stand before the Lord one day. That's why I say it's much better for us to judge ourselves than it is for the Lord to judge us. It's healthy. It's healthy. Because you read the Bible and you realize, wait a second, you know what? I've kind of got off track a little bit. So Lord, forgive me. I repent, Lord. I was walking according to the flesh when I should have been walking according to the Spirit. Lord, forgive me. I repent. And when it happens again, Lord, when that when I'm you know with that opportunity once again or I'm presented with that opportunity, Lord, I'm not going to make the bad decision because I've learned the error of my ways. I don't want to be a dog returning to his vomit. I don't want to be a dog returning to her vomit. So I'm going to make the right choice now. You see? And we learn. We grow. You keep making choices, you know, and according to the flesh, you know what happens? Your heart can get harder and harder and harder and harder. That's not good. A hard heart is not good. But you make choices according to the Spirit and your heart stays nice and soft in the hands of the potter. 
That's what's so beautiful about this self-judgment. If we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened by the Lord that we may not be condemned with the world. You see, remember, God sent His Son into the world, not that the world, not to condemn the world, but that the world through Him, through Jesus Christ, might be saved. I always wonder about the generation of Noah. I mean, picture Noah. A far distance away from the sea, and he's building a boat. I mean, picture that for a moment. Like, dry ground, heat of the sun. And here he is, you know, has this big wooden, you know, the, the hole, building the hole. People walking by, Noah, what are you doing? What are you building? Are you building a house? No. What, what, what is it? Is it some kind of a, what? What are you doing? I'm making a boat. What? You're so stupid. What are you doing? The ocean's that way. The ocean's way over there. Oh, the Lord told me to do it. What? Oh, you're such a legalist. You're going too far with this. You're going way too far, Noah. And then Noah was a preacher of righteousness too. I'm building a boat, but you know what? God loves you. You know, don't go to the bar anymore. Come hang out with me. Don't go to the strip club. Don't do your crack. Come hang out with me. We're going to, you know, let's have do something wholesome. You know, let's study the Bible. Let's pray. No, nah, I'm going to the bar. You know, you're crazy. And all of a sudden, this boat is getting bigger and bigger and bigger in the course of time. Noah and his family. And, you know, think people are getting, you know, they think he's crazier and crazier and crazier, making fun of him, a preacher of righteousness, as the Holy Spirit revealed to Brother Peter, a preacher of righteousness, people making fun of him, mocking him, and then all of a sudden, the clouds come, the rain start to fall down. You know, by this time, Noah's family, the animals, they're all in the ark, and it's closed up, it was sealed from the outside, sealed starts to rain. What happens when the rain is up to the ankles? Making jokes, you know, oh man, you know, maybe Noah was onto something with that ark. And then all of a sudden, the water rises to the the knees, you know, to the waist. Oh, and then people are starting to get scared. Oh man, I was making fun of Noah this whole time. Oh man, I hope this rain stops. Look, my crops are already destroyed. Now it's coming into my house. All of a sudden, they're neck deep. And they're terrified. Climbing up on their roofs, climbing on trees, and the water rises and rises. Finally, everybody has to swim. People get tired, they sink. They die. Terrified. Finally, there's nobody left. You see, that's what the Bible says. The last days are going to be like the days of Noah. Eating, drinking, giving in marriage. Everything's fine and dandy, no big deal. But who are the ark builders? Who are the preachers of righteousness? Where are they? I pray it's you, my friend. Male, female, young, old, I could care less. I don't care because the Lord can use anybody. But I pray it's you. You see, that the world, that the, that we may not be condemned with the world. You see, Condemnation has come in all shapes, all different forms in the Bible. 
in Egypt, in Sodom, in, Go in Gomorrah, in, you know, in Chorazin. What's you, Chorazin? And it's coming again. It's going to befall the world. But the Lord makes a way. These are very important. That's why if you're a non-believer and you're listening, and by some chance you still haven't hit pause and committed your life to Jesus, this is why I say these things. I don't care what the sin is. I'm straight up. You know, I, I don't care. Uh, sexual sin, homosexuality, lesbianism, whatever it is. You know, uh, 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 tax cheat. I could care less. I want you to be right with the Lord. And once you're right with the Lord and you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, let Him clean you up. As the saying goes, Jesus cleans His own fish. He cleans His own fish. Because while we were sinners, He sent His Son to die for us. You didn't have to get cleaned up and then you receive Jesus Christ. He takes you dirty and then He cleans you up. You see, it's so beautiful how the Lord works because God loves you. God loves you and He has a plan for your life and He wants to use you. The question is, how dead am I? How dead are you? And I'm speaking supernaturally. Dead to self, dead to the carnal, dead to the flesh. And alive in Christ, a new wineskin. You might be a new believer like, what? Wineskin? What is he talking about? Well, go listen to our studies in the book of Matthew. See, go start listening to our studies in the book of Matthew and then you'll understand, you'll see. So let's, you know, pick up the communion elements now. He says in verse 24, And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's take the bread. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Let's take the cup. Be sure to pray. Be sure to pray, okay? I really want you to pray. You know, I can't wait till we can fellowship in, in unison once again and pray together as a fellowship. But you know what? Be sure to pray. And if you're listening, you know, and you're like, man, I haven't partaken. If you're, you know, wherever you're at in the world, we'll get you the communion elements. Just go to the church website, hit us up. It's very important for the body of Christ. Because, you know, it, it's a weird day that we're living in where there's isolation. And so, you know, we need to partake of the elements. It's very important for the body of Christ. So we're going to end our little uh, communion study here. God bless you guys. I love you guys.